6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. All right, you heard it here on 6.30 Chad. Premier Kenny making the announcement that the Alberta government moving ahead or planning to move ahead with a plan for a referendum on equalization. Now, a referendum was a UCP election promise in 2019 and a recommendation of the Fair Deal panel, which looked at how Alberta could exert more independence. The Premier in the announcement said the referendum question will be put to voters in municipal elections in October. Take a listen. For millions of Albertans, equalization has become the most powerful symbol of the unfairness of Alberta's deal in Confederation, and for good reason. Under this flawed program, Albertans continue to send billions of dollars more every year to Ottawa than they get back in return, even when our economy is hurting and the economies of the recipients are booming. And that's why we are taking bold action to allow Albertans to be heard through a clear and simple referendum question. The clearest most conclusive way to determine how the majority of of Albertans feel about their current role within Confederation and this province's economic future is to ask them directly, quotes, should Section 36.2 of the Constitution Act 1982, Parliament and the Government of Canada's commitment to the principle of making equalization payments, be removed from the Constitution, unquote. All right, so Dr. Jared Wesley is a political scientist at the University of Alberta. He joins us this afternoon. Dr. Wesley, welcome back to 630 Chad. Good afternoon. All right, what do you make of his claim that for millions of Albertans, it is the most powerful symbol of unfairness of Alberta's deal in Confederation? Well, I, I think he got, he got one word right. Certainly, equalization has become a symbol um, of what Albertans feel uh, is, is part of what... Um, one MLA during the press conference yesterday referred to as uh, colonialism or oppression uh, of Alberta in Confederation. I would say our public opinion surveys show quite clearly that that, that extreme view is certainly a minority position uh, within the broader Albertan community and that when it comes to fixing fiscal federalism, while Albertans believe that there are fixes to be made, it's simply not a priority compared to other elements of, of public policy, including economic recovery, um, and 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 this pandemic that we're currently in. We know that this uh, this referendum would be non-binding, and uh, a lot of some others have called it uh, a waste a waste of time. The fact is that that yes vote is not r- going to change the equalization structure. There would be so many things that would have to happen for that to happen. But he says it would give the province leverage. How? Uh, that's that's the million dollar question. Um, there are some on his team that believe that by holding a constitutional referendum like this and, and coming up with a clear majority in favor of, of reform, it would oblige the rest of Canada to come together with Alberta to negotiate what exactly I'm not sure because as you say the, the you know removing the equalization principle from the constitution is a non-starter for the majority of provinces who are mm-hmm. required in order to make that amendment so uh, I suspect this is about gaining leverage to gain further uh, reforms to the fiscal stabilization program which is designed to help provinces like Alberta that fall upon sudden and and deep, hard economic times. Um, But the feds have already moved on that, and a lot of other premiers were on board with Alberta and pushing for that first set of reforms, and it's unlikely that they're going to be 
you know, um, on Alberta's side to the extent that they were before, because again, the feds have already moved on that issue. So it's unclear at this point what the Alberta government wants if it manages to get the first ministers to the table on on these things. Yeah, and interesting, you know, he has called, you talked about the fiscal stabilization fund. We know that changes were made to that recently and in part due to pressure from from the premier, but he has has said those changes are, uh, he called them a slap in the face. They don't go far enough. How much of this do you believe might be um, an attempt by the premier to bring back some disenfranchised uh, supporters back into the fold. I don't think that's where this started, but that certainly is a motivation to move to move forward with the equalization referendum and to to make it a political one by allowing, uh, for the first time in Alberta history, ministers to actually campaign on behalf of one side of a referendum, which we haven't seen before. This has become a political football, and it's a real uh, gambit here to try to bring back uh, voters who, who have abandoned the UCP in favor of, in particular, the Wild Rose Independence Party. And that's what really... Um, you know, still surprises me the extent to which a lot of Wild Rose supporters are willing to go along with this with this gambit because effectively, if enough Albertans support this referendum in the fall, it gives uh, Premier Kenny and his staff, uh, you know, a free plane ticket to ride across the country and, and, and uh, you know, push for a fairer deal for Alberta, however they might define that. So in a way, you know, Wild Rose supporters uh, are, are giving their their really their chief political opponent uh, a free trip out of dodge and and to me it doesn't seem to make a lot of political sense from that perspective you know when we look at uh, turnout and 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 on a referendum uh, dr wesley off the top of my head i can't remember is it just 50 percent, or would it be higher than that that would be needed do we know well yeah premier needs to as anybody who holds a constitutional referendum needs to be clear with the public what constitutes a clear majority and we're not just talking about 50% 50% plus one, which is probably where they land. But what, what is effective support for this in terms of turnout? We're holding this referendum in a time of a municipal election where turnout, if we're lucky, is 40%. Mm-hmm. So if 40% of Albertans show up and 60% are in favor of equalization, that means barely one in three are actually in support of removing equalization from the Constitution. If I'm a, you know, a prime minister or a premier in the rest of Canada, I'm looking at that number going, does this premier actually have a mandate to move forward with this? You um, in in a in a, a Twitter thread, you had said that uh, the, the the constitutional referendum could prove to be a turning point in Alberta's political history. How so? Well, I, I think this this is an opportunity for Albertans to, as as the press secretary for the Minister of Justice said today, to to make a political point and put it on the record that they're not happy with their place in Confederation. But the, the question becomes, what then? Right. Let's say that um, the rest of Canada does come to the table and talk to Alberta in good faith about fiscal federalism, and we do see some reforms. I'm not convinced that's going to be enough, uh, for, uh, certainly as long as there's a Liberal government in Ottawa. And then the question becomes, what next? We've seen this game before with escalating demands in Quebec, and the Premier has been open about using the Quebec play- playbook in order to play this out. It suggests that this is the first of several referendums on things like removing ourselves from the CPP, from the RCMP, and from the Canada Revenue Agency. So this is a real turning point for Albertans. If they want to stop that uh, that train, this is the time to do it. Yeah, it seems like a bit of a, a tricky game and uh, a whole lot of political theatre, and we'll see what uh, what unfolds. And you know what, you made a great point about uh, turnout at municipal elections and, and what that could do and what that means in the long run. Dr. Wesley, thank you for joining us this afternoon. I appreciate your time. You bet. You betcha. Dr. Jared Wesley, a political scientist at the University of 
Alberta. So again, we know that um, this referendum would be non-binding and that there would have to be so many things in place for, um, you know, changes to actually be made. It's just not going to not going to happen. But, you know, the premier suggesting that, you know, this would help gain some leverage, that it would get them to, you know, talk more about things. It was interesting when you take a look at uh, more more folks who are weighing in on this and there was a conservative strategist was um, talking earlier today just saying that he doesn't see the point in this referendum. Ken Bozenkuhl, uh says, you know what, um, he thinks it's a complete waste of everyone's time. Whether it's in the Constitution or not is quite irrelevant to whether the program exists. So I think Kenny's just wasting an enormous amount of our time doing something that's going to actually hurt him in the medium to long term. And I don't understand why he's doing this. Meantime, other organizations, including uh, Fairness Alberta, says, you know what, we might not eliminate equalization payments from the Constitution, but we can start the conversation. Bill Buick um, says the downturn in the oil patch really highlighted the the flaws in the equalization program. Given the fact that over the last five years, uh, the provinces have come much, much closer together in their sort of overall uh, fiscal ability, Uh, And that's because of the downturn in all the energy economies. So the provinces need equalization less than ever. It's paying out more than ever.